As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to All Lives and Powers. This is Scott Powers with Mark Lazarus. We're in the Mark Lazarus Mobile, the pod... Our, our mobile pod studios, mobile the, the pod mobile, as our uh, producer Chip Layman calls it. It's I, we were trying to figure out. It's, it's we haven't recorded so so much during, so often during the uh, during the off season. We're like, oh, when's the last time we talked? It's yeah, it was, it was when we talked we, to Luke Richardson when he sat down with yeah. us at, after his press conference, and uh, uh, we just got back from Montreal a couple days ago. You might hear it in my voice: the uh, a lot of yelling over loud music at bars or singing uh, or singing. Yes, we had a fun karaoke night with some of the French Canadian writers in town. Uh, that half the uh, hockey writing community showed up to. That was a good time. I I was th- I, I, I regret going out that night, but I also I think I would regretted not seeing the oh, French Canadian yeah. people sing. They uh, they were into it, man. They, yeah. And they were talented too. Like yeah, a no, lot of them could sing really well. Uh, what did I do? I did uh, I did uh, Kentucky Rain by Elvis, which is my 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 kind of karaoke standard. 
I did uh, Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees, which might have been a little ambitious. And then I did Superstition by Stevie Wonder, which I'd never tried before, but that was fun. It, it, the thought crossed my mind to go up Scott there. went up and did Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby one more time. <laughs> um, and <laughs> No, I tried. I tried to get Scott up. There was probably some Irish folk. There, there was some talk about us doing a, a duet, and it, uh, it, it... I would have done it in a heartbeat, man. I, I probably needed a few This is things. all we did in Sochi was uh, there was like this karaoke bar. We've talked about on Twitter a bunch of us over the years, but like they had little pop-up bars in the little communities where our dorms were. And like they were like basically tents with just hundreds of bottles of wine for 280 rubles each, which was like seven bucks. And you would just buy a bottle of wine and you would walk around with your bottle of wine. They wouldn't even need a glass. And everybody would have at least one bottle of wine a night. And it was a karaoke bar. And it was the locals, like the volunteers that were singing all these Russian things. There was this one particular, I have a picture of it still, that happened every night. And it was like making fun of Vladimir Putin. It had this little Vladimir Putin doll in the video. Uh, and then it was like, you know, a bunch of 80s hair metal from uh, hockey writers in our, in, uh, having midlife crises. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think next next year I'll have to prepare for just... Next year? We don't even know where next year's draft is going to be. I know, but I'm sure strange. there's a karaoke bar that everyone's going to show up Well, in. rumor is Nashville, Ooh. which uh, could be interesting because Nashville's a lot. It's dangerous, yeah. <laughs> um... So what? the reason we're talking about uh, karaoke and stuff is because the Blackhawks are not pleasant to talk about right now. Uh, everything is awful. They're actively trying to make it worse, and I don't know why anybody would be happy to be a Blackhawks fan right now. Scott? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. Obviously, you have very <clears throat> very strong opinions about this, and you wrote a column today that everyone should read. And, and I get that everyone's a- angry at K- Kyle Davidson right now, and, that, and that's fine. I, I'm i not sure that's where the anger... Like, the anger should be toward the words family. It should be toward Stan yeah. Bowman. Like, it, yeah. there was an opportunity... I, I think there was an opportunity many times... Since two thousand, they haven't won. They haven't won a playoff series since two thousand fifteen. Like there, there's, there's so many opportunities to not go this route. And like I was talking to someone yesterday, and it was like, this could have been all corrected. Like if Stan Bowman had played hardball with Brandon Saad out of his contract, where they they felt like you know what the person I talked to felt like Saad. Like eventually, you know, like the Blackhawks had the leverage on that. Like they could have, if you could have re-signed Saad. So instead of re-signing Saad, you, uh, you know, you make that trade, and then. At the trade deadline, you end up going Andrew Ladd because Taves is upset that he doesn't have a power right. forward, and then that doesn't go well. And he's all these different dominoes. But it's, but then it's like the Blackhawks ultimately had a chance to reset this again, and and Danny Wirtz promoted Stan Bowman, and 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 it's, um, yeah, I I, I, I get I, I get where the frustration. I get a lot of those things. I just I also don't know. I, I also agree that rebuilds are, are ugly. This isn't a rebuild. The, what what Los Angeles did was a down, rebuild. Yeah. What Colorado did was a rebuild. There are retools and they're rebuilt. This is a tank. Yeah. And tanks usually don't work. Well, you become Buffalo. You become Arizona. You become a laughing stock. Well, it, it just, I mean, it, it, you I, could have, a rebuild would have been building around Alex to bring it. A rebuild would have been giving Kirby Doc a longer leash. This is not a rebuild. This is. You know, and I understand the impetus behind Kyle Davidson and Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner wanting this because they're kind of like, you know, when you move into a new house and you open all the windows, you try to get the stink out of the house and you can start fresh with your own stink. That's what this is. They're trying to just just take care of all family business and get rid of everything that Stan Bowman did so they can start from scratch and not be beholden to that uh, regime at all. But it's just... It's, I, know, I I look at like, I, I was going back and I went back through teams yesterday. The, the last two Stanley Cup 
winners are Colorado and Tampa, and they they basically did this. They were they were the worst team in the NHL for multiple seasons for this for this to build up. Like the Blackhawks have gone about it weird because it feels like they've been doing something for for seven years that was just weird and odd, and and there were ways to prevent doing this. But now it's yeah, I don't know. Like I, you need a star, you need a star, like a superstar to build around. And I think this is the only, I still, I, I, I guess I, I'm convinced that this is the only way to do it. Like, you need to, you need to have, you need, you need to land those top two picks next year. Like, uh, and the more that I talk to people, and I'm not sure if Fantilli's in that conversation, like, there's, there are two guys in that draft that are, I've been told by so many people, and I'm going to try to write about this week, but they're generational. Like, they're, yep. they're players that. The Dard Mitchkov, right? And then, and then, and then ultimately, like, like Korchinski needs to be right. Like you need to get all these right. Like you need to have the right draft picks. You need to do all these different things that have to fall right. But uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can say like this hasn't worked or this works. Like you need, you need to get a superstars, and then you need, you need. To first be of all, smart. Colorado. I mean, they were bad for a while, but they're when they when they had that forty eight point season like five years ago. Uh, you know, they didn't trade Landeskog. They didn't trade uh, McKinnon. They didn't trade all their superstars. They had a bad year. And they managed to con- that, that Matt well, Duchesne trade. Bad years, the right? Matt Duchesne year yeah. got them Kale McCarr basically, but they didn't tank like this. They didn't so aggressively. And here's the thing: you're tanking, right? They're tanking and they're tearing down for the sake of tearing it down because they're not maximizing their assets. They didn't get nearly enough for Alex Dermott, the number seven pick in a crappy draft. Not getting a single prospect from Ottawa's very deep, very good prospect pool was a miss. A complete. Kirby Doc, you got the number thirteen pick in that crappy draft for Kirby Doc, who is you know say what you will about him, he has played in the NHL already three years. He is an actual NHL player. We don't know if Frank Nazer is going to be an actual right. NHL player yet. And then you let Strom walk for nothing. I know they've had trouble selling, but you know what? If you can't sell him now, they have no cap issues next year. Sign him to a one-year deal and try to build him back up so you can trade him at the deadline. Yeah. They let uh, Dominic Kubalik, same thing. Try to trade them later. Try to trade them in March when they have yeah. more value. They're getting no assets. They take on Peter Morazic. Toronto was... De- remember Why all the time- are you yelling again? What? <laughs> remember... That's <laughs> who I am. Remember back when uh, the Hawks were good. And every year, Arizona or somebody would take a contract off their hands. And the rest of the NHL would be like, No! Stop helping them! The Blackhawks just did that with Toronto. Toronto was desperate to get rid of Peter Morazic. You moved up 13 spots to take a project defenseman? 13 spots? Yeah. These are. This is not good asset management. This is doing things for the sake of doing things. I don't know if it's the same. I, I, I also I think the Blackhawks had less leverage in these situations. Like what I everything I've heard is the Black, the Senators had the best trade on the table. So it's either, and I know that you don't agree with trading to Brinkett, but they wanted to trade to Brinkett, and this was the best offer. But that's again, they 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 were dead set on trading to Brinkett, whether it was the right thing to do or not. But I, I I guess the thing is I I don't know where the success like the path to success is if you brought back Strom and Kubalik and well I don't and, you, the Brink, you, if I think you bring it, back Strom and Kubalik it's to flip them when they have more value I, you're selling low but uh, they, not even selling they they like Strom's value should have been the greatest at the trade deadline and they couldn't find a single take yeah and I I also I don't. I guess at this point you'd have to resign for Strom for three point six million. Like, is that they're, gonna, they're, they're barely going to be to the cap floor next year? Who cares about three point six million? Well, three. It's it's different. they're doing a dance of joy because Duncan Cates retired and gave them a five and a half million dollar cap. Penalty. They were going to reach the ceiling or the, the floor regardless. Well, I'm just saying, like the 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 ceiling is nowhere near. If the Rock, Duncan Keith thing is if not. This is, if this has become a Rocky words doesn't want to spend money thing, then get then get the hell out of here with all of this. It's a freaking billionaire. Yeah, I don't act I, like one. I don't. I don't think that's the case though. Like, I not that I. I think I. I at least from the hockey perspective, I don't get the sense that because I think the Blackhawks are end up. I think their way of managing it is I think they're still going to get close 
closer to the ceiling than we expect, just because they do expect to take on it. Like well, other they did, they took on Morazic and they got five and a half million from Keith. I mean, yeah, yeah they're going to get closer. But yeah. from what I'd heard, the, the, the Keith thing is not like they they didn't want the Keith thing to happen because they thought they'd have more space to take on other contracts. But but here's the problem: is twice now they have leveraged their cap space, and cap space is the most valuable thing mm-hmm. in in everything. And Stan Bowman did a poor job leveraging when he took on Brett Connolly. Oh, for sure, they, yeah. They're they're buying out both Brett Connolly and. Uh, Henrik Borgstrom, who was the sweetener. Yeah. Borgstrom was the sweetener in that trade with Florida. And they didn't get enough from Morazic either. If this is what they're going to get by leveraging cap space, they don't even bother. They're getting nothing. They got 13 spots and Henrik Borgstrom for taking on two shitty contracts yeah. in a league where cap space is the most valuable asset there is. No, for sure. They're I, not I, doing a good job of this. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's either you do it or you don't do it, right? Like it's, I, I guess the other thing is you walk away from the table and, and it seems like Davidson, like he's more... Like he's more driven to do those trades no, right now, right? And, and look, I, I I fully understand the argument you're making and the one the one I I understand why the Blackhawks are doing this, and you know Davidson deserves credit because he's the one thing we always harped on with Stan Bowman is he never had a plan, and every year the wind would change and they would do something different. Like the, it, where would this team look like right now if they had in 2021 stuck with that rebuild plan? which was doing pretty well and was the right kind of rebuild where they were putting young players in there but to supplement their stars. Like, the whole point that Stan Bowman was saying back then was we need to find the next generation of stars so that our stars become complementary players. And that was the goal. That's different than what they're doing right now, which is tear it down to the studs. Um, but, you know, Davidson's got a plan, he's got the backing of management, and he's sticking to the plan. So kudos for that. It, it, it's a bold thing to do. I mean, when you're a 33-year-old general manager first time, you know, you must have a lot of confidence in your stability here and what you're doing to basically say, we're not going to be good for the first five years of my regime here because, you know, he might not live that long. Not live that long. You don't have the job that long to, to keep it. Um, so, I mean, I, I get all the arguments. I just, I, I fucking hate tanking. It's ruining sports. It's awful. You, they're going to charge you $500 plus for a family of four to come see this team that there's this dog shit team that they're actively trying to sell yeah. on you. Like, they are actively trying to make them bad. But they're still going to... You know, but they lowered season tickets like 4% in like five different sections. It's not enough. Oh, for sure. No, I, I, it's insulting. A, it's No, for sure. I, if I'm a fan, I don't go to the games. But I, but I also don't think... I think this is the way that you succeed again with this team. What they've done to this. Like, like, ultimately, if they don't get that top 10 pick, this year would have been a whole other awful year. Like, now that they have a, a defenseman who they think is going to be a number one or two defenseman. Like, that's... Like, you... Making that Seth Jones trade just set them back so far. Oh, no doubt. That's the... That's the, the and I, I, I guess I understand where the fact is, like, you probably don't want to build around Jones at a brink kit. Like, that's not the duo that you spend $20 million on. I And, and the Jones thing probably affected how the brink kit looked. Like, I, I, I get It just feels lot. like you're, you're, you're letting one mistake compound into other mistakes, though. Yeah, I, just swallow the Seth Jones thing. Hope you that that you can trade him at some point and give to bring it the money that he's owed. He's, he does, he earns that money for, for sure. But it's he's good enough to warrant. I guess the problem now is they don't have any top nine center. Like, I guess Taves is a third line center, right? Yeah, like Tyler Johnson might be your number one. Well, center. I'm just saying, like, well, like you had Doc and Strowman, and that was the other problem too, is that you didn't have any elite centers, right? You have guys that are that all fit certain roles, and I, and I think that's a problem too, is that the Blackhawks look at their team as a whole, and you. You build around a center, you probably don't build around a wing unless you have other centers. So I think But that's, then they drafted a defenseman and a five foot ten center. 
I, I think it's all preparation. I, I, I like this all works or not based on if. They so get, if they don't get Bedard, yeah, then this is if all they get third, and then then then, then this, well, I don't, this, I don't. That's I, such a game of Russian roulette to be playing with your franchise, though your billion dollar franchise. I, I don't. I, I think that's you get an eighteen point five percent chance of Connor Bedard. You guarantee yourself a top three pick if you're the worst team in the league. But Arizona's going to be there too, buddy. Like it's it's going to be a race to the bottom, and it's going to be. I don't want to be sitting there covering a game where. You know, uh, remember Buffalo and Edmonton had a game during the, the McDavid where they're like passing it to each other. Like, yeah, you take it. I don't want it. You, t- it's it's fucking well, it's embarrassing. Good, uh, well, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I I, I cover the team. Regret, you know, like it's, it's, I I I just I don't like that's what it is. Like I just I, I don't. I'll, I'll tell you the, the part I mentioned this in the column that really kind of bugs me is the cynical way they're doing this with Taves and Kane. Like they are. See, I don't act- read it the same way as you I, do. I, I feel like they are actively. I don't think trying you, you're to- doing this actively to do it. Like this. Well, is but the that's plan. part of it. That I, like, is that, part of the plan. We've known this. This was the plan since like most six people don't read ago. my column. So let me explain my theory at least. Like they are actively trying to make the team so bad that Kane and Taves will ask out, so that they don't have to be the people who asked Kane and Taves who got rid of Kane and Taves. Oh, they they wanted to leave. It wasn't me. We wanted to keep them. I don't believe they want to keep them. There's not going to be a contract offer on a, on the table July 13th. They don't want them here. And they're it is they 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 don't have the guts to say to go to them and say we like to trade you would you accept it they want the Kane and Taves to have the impetus so the 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 onus is off of them and I don't like that I think that's a really cynical way it's a bad way to treat the two most important players in team history yeah I don't I see it the other way where they're where they're gonna cater to whatever Kane and Taves want to do like they, they so Kane wants to stay you th- the Taves wants to stay they're gonna offer him a contract next year. Yeah, it probably has to be under their sort of their price. Like, you, what are you going to pay Taves? Like, I, I mean, some of that's the, honestly, I believe they should because you're not going to get much for Taves, and Taves brings a lot of value. As like, a if, if, Ta- if Taves is going to buy Ta- into it, Taves, then, yeah, yeah, that, it's up to. I get that. It's like up to Taves, Taves hasn't bought. Like Taves isn't like a good presence around the locker room. What if he's going to be all grumpy? Well, no, know? but he. But like, if he, he buys into it, then yeah, he, I'd offer Taves. He's always been play. terrific with young players. He could actually be a really interesting piece of this. But I'm not sure he's in the same point of his career than he was like five years ago where like nope. he I, I, even this past year when he was kind of grumpy and miserable all reports were that you know he was really active with younger players and really helpful and you know yeah. still in good spirits like he comes and talks to us and we ask him a question and he gives us an honest like uh ambivalent answer and then we bounce on him for it but from all accounts like even in the room like he's been a good teammate still throughout this looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. I, I I think the black like at the right price, Kane and Taves would come back. It's just probably not the right price they want to be. You know. Well, that's the problem. Is Patrick Kane is still a ten million dollar player? He's probably not going to make ten million dollars no. in the open market. You, on the open market, you don't think someone will give him a three year ten million dollar deal? No. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. He's still up. I don't I don't know how many teams can afford that. Like well, you're that's, like that's like the I, yeah. I don't. I just I don't think the, that's like that's the other thing about the Brinkett is that I th- I think the Brinkett 
on an open market would struggle to make like there aren't many teams willing to pay nine million. You know, I think, I think he would get. Yeah, I think nine is about what you would be expecting for him. And I, but we're, I, we're I, seeing a lot of eights and eight point fives for forty goal scorers these days. Yeah, yeah. It, it just depends on it, it's all again. All these teams are kind of running into the same. Ho- the The problem that they didn't have a few years ago is that they're all kind of preparing. Uh, you know, like you, you, the cap was growing, and then and then you have these players, and now I guess what's going to happen is that player, some players are going to get run out of the league, or just have to start accepting lower salaries because the younger guys keep on getting getting paid as normal. So, like I think a lot of teams are going to run into some cap hell here soon because they've yeah. all can. Like well, it just, I mean, it, I mean it, Bettman it just, said it that stayed flat for a certain period. Bettman now, has know? said like within three or four years they're going to expect the cap to go up yeah. two million every year, like for it sure, was. Yeah. So I mean, you know, once it opens up, then yeah, like guys like yeah. the Brinkett will get paid again. But I think that's. Like I, those guys might just take like well, isn't that I, all, I was that might take short. Isn't that deal. all the more reason to keep him then? If you could have had him for eight million dollars instead of ten, I, 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 my point still is I, I think the Brinker prevents you from getting Bedard and Mitchkoff next year. Like I, I don't, I, I, hate, I, that. I hate that. Yeah, I, I just I don't know well, other way. Think, like well, I, I just I, I think what I don't what you're saying is I think that you'll end up being the sixth seventh worst team again. Like there, there's just no. Well, well, well let's if, we, if, we, if we had been talking about this in 2015 or 16, this would make a lot more sense. Like you, like if you'd been smart about a rebuilder or foreseen, like not resigning Seabrook or, or you know, playing more hardball with Letty or Sod or, or the, you know, the Blackhawks seem to just trade a lot of those players or, or not sign Bickle like after his his playoff season. Like there, there's so many missteps in here that I think this was preventable. But now when I look at it, I, I don't. Well, there's no doubt that that the previous regime put them in this situation. Yeah, and I don't envy the position Kyle Davis. Again, I'm I'm more I'm more mad at the idea and and at the system that encourages this. Like, let's talk about you know what are ways that the NHL can, for lack of a better term, legislate tanking out of the game. Like, what could they do? I was talking to an Eastern Conference executive just this morning, and you know, and he's saying he's like, you know, you you can't get rid of tanking, but you could make it harder to tank consistently like you know they, they've what they've done is well you can only draft so many spots well they, but they should make it you can only draft number one overall like once every five years and like you know right now it's like you could do two or three of times i'm not sure the exact rules but like the way they did it they, they were supposed to incentivize competing by ma- lowering the odds but now that like the 11th and 12th and 13th place teams can't move all the way up to number one they've only incentivized tanking further because you better be in that bottom ten to have any chance number one. Because if you're eleventh, you're screwed. Yeah. So they've actually, in some ways, it's weird made because it NHL is such a parody sport. Other than like, you know, like it's this. But it's becoming less like that now. I think in the last couple of years, you've noticed like the haves are really, really good, and the have-nots are really, really bad more than it used. to But if to you be. look at the cap space, like it's not like a huge difference in a lot of a lot, well, a lot it, of teams it, still are paying toward but, the ceiling, right? But it's money, the allocation you know? of that t- cap space. Like, yeah. what do you? What are your? What is your intention with that cap space yeah. you're spending? I also think there's a lot of incompetence too. Like it's, just, it's it's a lot of teams who think they're good and just they aren't. You know, like like ultimately the Blackhawks are supposed to be like a like we all. I mean, I mean, we all thought you know Blackhawks a playoff team too. But to look at that and yeah, to be what they were, like it just it's obviously there's mismanagement in a lot of different places. But so. again, I mean, if you take out that one nine and one start, they were almost a playoff team last year. Like they, they played under Derek King. They played at like a uh, just under like it, it would have been different if they they would have maybe you know been adding at the deadline and not had that you know at the end there. But they were for a couple of months there were were after the coaching change were competitive. They yeah. were they were getting they were playing at the and pace then they kind of dropped off again after after the deadline. They kind of became well like, even oh. bigger before right before yeah. thing like they but like like it, it, it one bad month is uh, going to affect ten years of the franchise. I'm but, not. Sure. I just I, I guess I mean it's two different general managers, right? Like it, it's it's I. 
It's hard for me. I'm not even. I, I don't to, think like, a lot of people agreed with Stan Bowman's moves. Like you have guys, you have a lot of people who are in that regime that I don't think. Oh, you and I were both all over the Seth Jones trades. It's like, oh my god, that's a big risk. Well, I know, but I'm just. I think there's a lot of people that are holdovers that had a lot of different opinions than than Stan Bowman, and some of this feels like, fuck you, Stan Bowman. You know, like <laughs> some of it's like this is what we wanted to do. You didn't listen to us, and now we're gonna buy out Borgstrom and Conley. We're gonna we're gonna walk away from. A Kalnick and Alti Barmakian, and we're gonna, you know, like we're gonna trade. I, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, they want a fresh start, which I get. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah, it's hard to swallow. And I, I don't. I, I, I think the the front office may not understand how severe this could get. Like they're, I, I, you know, I, I think the goal is around fourteen thousand people or so. They want to get in the stadium. I, I don't think that's so. It's gonna become realistic by the end of the season. I think. I, I don't think. I, I don't. You know, like I don't think people are gonna. It's going to get bad. It's going to get really bad. And here's the thing is, I love hockey. And I, I, I grew up watching bad hockey, but people should not support this. No, no. Unless, this is egregious. I, I guess the one thing is that if, if you want to spend $20 on the secondary market, that, that's what... They go nuts, yeah. I mean, that's, like, that, like, that's the upside that, of that's this. That's what the last two years have been anyway, right? That's For why sure, attendance yeah. is still big, because all those people who were priced out during the glory years can get in the building now. Yeah. I, I think that's the only upside for any fans who've had struggle before. Well, is that you just wait wait until the day of the game, and then maybe a few hours before the game, and just buy in, in the secondary market. And getting back to anti tanking measures, it'll never happen. But what do you think of the gold plan? The plan where, you know, once you're eliminated from playoff contention, the teams that earn the most points after elimination, you get the top pick. Like it's basically like, you know, the worst team has an advantage to the first team eliminated, but it encourages trying in the end of the year instead of just fire sailing. And I love the idea. I think it'd be really fun. It'd be an exciting, like, kind of secondary playoff race almost. Like, you're playing for that number one pick. It'd be really cool. The league will never go for it, but I've always liked the gold plan. I still think the draft's just, like, the whole idea of having a draft is so, like... It's kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, it's the only place in the world where you, you have no you have choice no where choice. you go, where you yeah. live, where you go, yeah. For, like, the next, like, eight years of your life, you're under Yeah, like, how much control, control is under, you know? Like the, 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 the problem is, I, I mean, I'm not even going to name the markets because it would be mean, but we know that some teams would never get any players. Columbus might struggle, yeah. Everybody, everybody would be trying to go to New York or L.A., Chicago. Yeah. And that, But that's where the cap comes in, though, too, right? Like, it, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you prevent it. I, I don't... Can you imagine I, if there was just, like, Connor Bedard was just out there as a free agent? Well, think about that. That's how like Panarin was, right? Like that's basically like, what I, you'd have to uh, eliminate. I mean, would you would you keep the entry level contract structure so that everyone's on a level playing field those first few years? Like I don't even know how it would work if it was just all free agency based. It was all college recruiting yeah. basically. Well, that's an interesting. I think the Panarin thing. It's like you knew that you, those bonuses were in play, right? Yeah. The, the problem that most of those ELCs they don't hit their bonuses, so like it's not as much of a risk. But like Panarin was like, I don't know how many other guys like their entry levels hit their bonuses like that but um yeah like that'd be it'd be a lot more interesting where people had to kind of present their case and you know like you'd, you'd have entire you'd staffs have a, of recruiting staffs like yeah. college football teams do yeah i don't i i i i if i'm a fan like i'm a, I'm a cubs fan like I, I i think it's this is all the cubs fault by the way there's i'm convinced other, there's other teams that it does. I, but i know but but the cubs were the highest profile team ever to like like theo epstein was was pretty honest about what he was doing they were public about it and then it ended the biggest curse in sports and they won a world series one of the biggest championships ever and it gave everybody in pro sports cover to do it like they, when the astros did it it wasn't as blatant as like the cubs yeah yeah i i, I like i said you know having been a cubs fan like i, I it's it's yeah it's it's sick it's especially in I, chicago i, I you know, everyone here knows. Like, look at the White Sox. The White Sox yeah. are good right now. Well, they but baseball, I don't like even the Cubs. Like, you didn't have to do it that way. Like, you're 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 the richest team, in, and yeah, there's, there's no, no salary there's no, cap. There's no yeah. salary cap. Like, the salary cap changes everything. And 
Yeah, no, I, I... The Dodgers and Mets are just buying talent now. That's the way you do it in baseball. Like, it's, it's so many different things that have, like, like, if Doc had shown the player, like, I think a lot of these things would be different, you know? Like, like if all of a sudden, like, Doc and Debrinkit were, like, what you're building on, or, like, it's certainly Strom's been the player that they probably thought he was. It just, if you had the right players around him, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's so many different, like... I just see the teams that succeed... And it's like, you look at Boston, like Boston never bottomed out. They missed the playoffs a couple of years in a row, but they kept, they had Pasternak and they had, uh, it also and they kept you, Bergeron, you they to, kept you Marchand. Need, you need to draft well. Like, if and the Black, they got McAvoy. And if the Black, if, if Boquist, Doc, Bodin, Yokihara, if all those guys, like you need to hit on picks. They didn't get a chance to pan out. Yeah. When you're giving up on guys at 21, no, for 22 sure, for years sure. old. But some of those guys aren't McAvoy and, you know, no. like some of those, like they... Yeah, I but we don't. Uh, guys like McAvoy and McCarr, they're not coming out at age eighteen either. The Hawks rushed all these guys. Oh, too. for sure, no. They I, botched I'm, these guys so oh, bad. For, they sure. botched Doc. They botched Boquist. They 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 they've shot themselves in the foot here. Yeah, but those this, players this might come on to be to, good. I think this all goes back to Bowman, though. Though, right? Like it's, I, I, I agree that this isn't. Like as a fan, I I I certainly hate it. But I, as someone objectively looking at, it, I think this is the right way. And now you got to be patient. Like, how much can the front office stomach though? Like, it's gonna, like, Korchinski's gonna be here. You know, he's gonna play two more years in junior. Uh, Nazar, right? Frank Nazar. Na- I think it's Nazar. Nazar. Like, like honestly, you probably won't be here for four years. You know, like four years. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, like if if you're being realistic, Kirby Dog was a fourth year player by his fourth year. I. I I know, but 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 like you said, but they messed up right. Kirby Ducks development. <laughs> like what the real the realist? Like I was looking at McCarr. I actually looked at McCarr last night. Like McCarr spent two years, um, two years in college, and actually I saw him live one year, and, and like he wasn't that player. Like he was nice, but like you need to be patient for these guys mm-hmm. to to be what they are. You know, to have that development, those steps, and and they're seventeen, eighteen years old now, and and, and Sam Rizal, like he he may be a stud, but honestly, like he. Like he's probably gonna go to a year in USHL and maybe three years in college yeah. and then like it's just it's 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 that timeline and unfortunately the Blackhawks have messed this up so badly that you don't have a decent team in between there. So I'm I'm curious. I, I heard that they're they're gonna sign a couple of veterans, like they're gonna replace goal scoring, like it's not like they're gonna sign someone young, but I it, it I heard it'd be interesting that, to see the kind of players that, that would want to come here. It's guys that are probably like looking for a second chance, well, I, a, I think some a chance to be flipped at the trade deadline. Yeah, no, I, I think they're they're guys that are that see this as an opportunity to play some ice time, get another chance. Maybe guys who've had success before been shunted down the lineup. And, yeah, I, I think they're all like I think they're all gonna be one year, two year deals, really cheap. Like a lot of Matias Yanmark types that just kind of hope to be moved to a contender at the deadline and give you a pick in return. Yeah, like they, I think they want positive guys in the room, and you know, like it's it's so much about the environment this year. Like you you can see this go. And, and that's where Kane and Taves have to. I, I wrote it today in, in my quick piece, but just like the Kane Taves have, have like two or three days to decide whether they want to play for the Blackhawks this season because yeah. there's that window where teams have the cap space and the Blackhawks can have those negotiations and then and then teams are going to move on and then it's at the trade deadline next year. I, and I, I, just, I can't both. imagine they get traded this summer. Even if they want out, I feel like it, it, it's they, they won't be able to maximize their value until the trade deadline. I don't know, but it, 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 it for cap reasons and desperation reasons and just. But I feel like so much is in like if Cannon Tape say we went out, then I think Davidson has to go out and and do he's whatever. Try yeah. Like he's got to he's he's got to also like you just may have to eat whatever just to make them happy because I don't think you want Cannon Taves here unhappy for all that. Like it's not gonna I, I, like I, we're gonna be talking to those guys every single day. I really don't feel like even if they were unhappy they would be 
locker room cancers. I don't think either no. of them is really wired that way. Kane's always happy when he's getting his points, and he'll get his points. You know, he might be playing with Taves, which could be kind of like old school fun just for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, and 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 Taves is they're both they're 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 veterans. You know, on, from a hockey standpoint, they're mature guys that. They understand what their role would be. I don't think they'd be sitting there sulking and snapping at people in the room. I do not think they would be a problem, even if they want out. I'm curious how often they talk to us. Like, like well, they might talk to the media. Yeah, I'm talking to the media because we're going to be asking them all the time. Right, right. This will be the dominant storyline all year is what's going to happen to Kane and Tate. Yeah. It's going to be more interesting than what random veteran came in to play the third line left wing. But So, yeah, they might not do media, but I don't think they're going to be a problem in the room. I, don't, I, I, I really don't believe that either of those guys would allow himself... To be a locker room cancer, like no, that. no, I, I and Kane loves hanging out with young guys. It makes him feel young. He's always been the kind of the Pied Piper of the twenty somethings on the team. It's weird that this seems like there's not that many young guys on this team, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Even their young guys are like been in the AHL for like thirty seven years. Yeah, like it's not like a really young team anymore. <laughs> and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Show up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think if they, I think they hold a lot of the cards in this situation because they've ultimately, they, they, at some point, they're going to speak publicly and say what they felt about what happened. I think they, I don't know. I, I think they wanted to believe that they wanted to trade to Brinkett. I, I you know like, as much as they didn't want to believe they traded. That, that, that's a, that could I be a tipping just, point. I think the reality is, is it's there and it's. I mean, you're Patrick Kane, and you just had the second half of the season was one of his best stretches in years, mm-hmm. and they traded both his center and his left wing. I mean, it's, yeah. It's like, how how big a sign do you need is saying we don't want you here anymore. No, yeah. And someone I talked to yesterday is like, why, why would Kane even like everyone he's ever enjoyed playing with, other than maybe they trade everybody. Yeah, other than Sharp, like they they traded Panarin, they traded Schmaltz, they traded Stroman to Brinkett. Like, yeah. anytime, like everyone he anytime. took to that summit, like he took Hartman and Schmaltz one year, and he took uh, Stroman to Brinkett yeah. to that. Uh, he's he's been trying. He has been trying to to build a new core for himself because he is going to be very good for a long time. Like five years from now, he, Patrick Kane's going to be thirty eight, and he's still going to be scoring seventy eighty points. It, it, it all comes down to his hip. Like I've heard that he's he's rested his hip all this summer. Like it's ultimately, I, I heard that Keith, like it was it ended up being his hip that he just he yeah. just he didn't you know like it was too much work to put in there. Um, so yeah, as long as Kane can keep that hip healthy, and I, I think that he, yeah, he, he certainly sees the game at a different level. Just for him, like if I'm Patrick Kane, I'd I'd go play with Barzell, go play with. Go God, to he Tor- loves Matthew. Barzell. Go to Toronto, go sign in the mid league minimum, go play with Toronto for a year, win a cup for Toronto, and you'll be a god, right? Like See, I, I think it's hard for Kane because he really. Both Kane and Taves really saw themselves as lifers. Yeah. Kane wants to go down as the greatest Blackhawk that ever lived. And he probably already is. No offense to Stan Makita. He probably already is the greatest Blackhawk that ever lived. But he won't hold any of the records unless he sticks around. Yeah. And Taves' whole identity is wrapped up in being the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. This, they're both legacy guys. It, when you win cups early in your career, it allows you the freedom to think about your legacy. You don't have to do what Ray Bork did, which is go win a cup somewhere else and put on another uniform. They don't need to leave the Blackhawks. They've got three Stanley Cups. But 
they haven't played in a meaningful game in so long yeah. that you wonder that that you know the competitive fire in them is that going to outweigh their desire for legacy? I think for Kane that if he had a chance to play with Debrinkit, he would have stuck around. Like that was I like it was, it was enjoyable. I think Taves is really struggling now because he he wants to be the captain, he wants to say the right things, but his his inner competitiveness is just it drives and, and me I crazy. Think, and like I think he, Taves knows he doesn't have as many years left in the league as Kane does. Yeah, his body. The, the, his style of game is not conducive. To it, it's also that career. him accepting to be a different player. You right. know, like I think that's the. Can challenge. you imagine though, Jonathan Taves is like a third line bum slaying center or defensive specialist and penalty killer on like a great team in the playoffs? What an asset that would be. Well, I, I think yeah, I think you'll have so many takers of the trade line if it comes to that. I just it, it depends right now whether the Blackhawks how much they want to eat and you yeah. know like I I'm not sure what the return is. I think at the deadline it's. Um, deadline, it's probably a similar deadline trade just because you're probably going to get a lower, you know, first rounder or, or, you know, multiple second, thirders or whatever. Like, it's, like, yeah, I, I think people are going to be as disappointed about whatever the Kane and Taves trades are. Like, it's, like, it's yeah, just, you, you feel like trading Patrick Kane should net you like a Herschel Walker type, yeah. Eric Lindros type deal, and it's just not going to do that in the modern NHL. And I, yeah, it's, it's almost like the trade deadline, there's more desperation. Your teams are like, we see this cup chance. You well, know? that's like, why I think they'd much rather hold on to them until March. Uh, then make a trade now yeah. after the draft. I, I heard, I heard, I heard a little something where today where someone thought that the Rangers could be in play for Malkin and Kane. Like if that came down wow. to it, you imagine a line of Panera and Malkin Kane. Just that the Rangers are that close that they you are know, they that close though? At least in their mind, they got the goal. I mean, last year was a lot of smoke and mirrors because Shesterkin was so yeah. good. Like, but they that, feel like if they could. I guess that would probably close some of the gap if you did. Like, they had the cast pace, and they'd probably have to trade. Someone's going to overpay Malkin, man. Someone's going to give him, yeah. like, five years. Like, yeah. that Latang trade, the Latang deal that the Penguins gave him six years till he's 40? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised at some of these moves, these contracts that are being handed out. Yeah, considering where the cap... Yeah. Like, if, if I'm a team like that, I'm not giving Malkin more than three years either. That's what the Penguins... You know, Rob Rossi, our guy, was reporting that, you know, Malkin's holding out for that fourth year. I'm with the Penguins, man. You've been injured. You're 36. You've got a lot of miles on you. I'm not giving. Well, that's you more where than that's where that's where you that's become the Hawks, like the Blackhawks. Like right? the like, Hawks, right? Right now, this summer should be offering Patrick Kane a three-year contract extension. Yeah, yeah. That's the most you should give anyone in their mid 30s. Yeah. No, and that, and and that's yeah. I mean, that's Taves why. probably a two-year, just because of the the the, the, the physical elements. He's it, it all it all like if it's if the cap makes sense. Like if they want to be here for life, I think that I think both sides could make it work. You know, like it's it just it depends on how much Kane and Taves. I think one somebody's got to be the pillars, right? I mean, you can't have a rebuild where everybody was young and like like didn't the Red Wings basically do that? And look where they are. They're seven years in and they're still not there. I, I think I, I think I think ultimately the Blackhawks would like someone to bring it. I just think it's in four or five years. I think I think there's a cap space situation where they they go and spend for someone, and you're hoping that someone like Gaudreau or someone's on the market. You know, like there's maybe it's maybe not the Malkin, but it, you know, like. I, th- I think there's enough guys like that that became available later that maybe it's the added piece. I, I, I think right now it's just, it's one, they're trying to get assets, but I, I think a lot of it's just the lining for themselves. And yeah, it's a crapshoot, not a, not a crapshoot, but it's, it's, there's a lot of risk in trying to yeah. align yourself with those top picks next year. If it doesn't go well, I'll be the first one to say that this was all stupid. Oh, and I, I wrote my whole column that like, people might be laughing at this column I'm writing five years from now being a, what a chicken little idiot I've been. Yeah. But, but if I'm an actual Blackhawks, if, if I was a Blackhawks fan, I, I'd be, yeah, you should be irate. You should be irate about the last seven years. You should be angry and don't show up the games. Like, I am I am curious because I, I, I believe this is the best way to go about it. But if, if I'm a fan, one, I don't show up. Two, I'm curious how much of a stomach they ha- the front office has 
does for this because I think it's going to be a lot worse than they're expecting. They're going to lose a lot of money. I mean, we would, you know, they had Luke Richardson's uh, introductory press conference at the uh, Blackhawks team store. We walked in there, and like the top two jersey sales they had were like the shirts were Strom and Debrinket, and then it was like you know they had Kane and Taves. And then who else? Yeah, like they're not going. Well, even not like I don't see that many. Like I, I, I see, gonna I see some more Dominica jerseys, but I never saw Strom jerseys. I, I, I don't see Seth Jones. But jerseys. I'm saying like, like, who, like who? Like the, no one's gonna. If Kane and Tapes aren't there, who are you gonna buy selling, a jersey of right no. now? If you're a Blackhawks fan, there's, that's a revenue stream. And no, it's, it's parking and, and beer sales. Like that all goes into the words. Oh pockets. no, yeah, no, it's gonna. They be, are going to. They lost a lot of money last year. I heard. Oh, I heard sure. over thirty million dollars they lost last year, and it's gonna be so much worse this year. There's layoffs. There's yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard times and. You know, it's frustrating because, you know, we Rocky Wirtz can afford these losses, and he didn't need to lay people off. The company didn't need to lay people. It's just, you know, they want to they want to improve their profit margin. That's business. Hey, I get it. But it's kind of unseemly when you have a team that's as rich as the Blackhawks. That's the golden goose, the cash cow of the NHL in the United States, just crying poverty. Yeah. I, I don't buy it at yeah. all, and it's kind of it's it's just unseemly. I, on the hockey side, I, I, I'm still not sold that they're going to be like a... Because I, I think there's too much... Like, I, I think that part of Davidson's I mean, selling, they're saving $733,000 by buying out Henry Borkstrom. Yeah, but I, I think it's part In of, real cash. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just yeah. bury him in the minors, man. What is this? I, I, for me, from what I heard, is there's a plan to even, like, build up Rockford differently. Like, there, I think that... Davidson needed to sell all these different things because I think they're going to end up trying to be near like, a ceiling team even when they get because they keep on wanting to take on bad contracts and it's this is supposed to expedite the whatever we're going to call this um, but I, I think I, I think Rocky Words has bought in or at least they, they said they've bought in at least for now that they're going to spend money even on the hockey side so that this happens quicker and and I just I'm curious how much of a hit they're willing to take on the business yeah. side to make it like work. Like two three years from now, is are they still going to be fully supportive of this yeah. plan when they see the actual tangible uh, effects of this? Yeah, yeah, because I, I I don't I I I totally believe that they don't understand. I just how, I just I feel like tanking is ruining pro sports. I really do. This this idea that and I'm taking it out of the Blackhawks because that's the team I cover. But and, and I, I like I like I wrote. I fully understand it. It's probably the right thing to do. I just hate it yeah. because this mentality that if you don't if you're not competing for a championship, you're an utter failure. I've never bought that. Some of my favorite teams as a kid growing up were teams that missed the playoffs but were fighting to the end or they uh, lost in the second round but they had a big upset in the first round. Like, I, I don't like that we're at this point now where that's not enough. It's not enough to try to be pretty good. Yeah. You have to be the best or you have to be the worst. And that's the mentality I don't like, and that's what tanking has done to pro sports. It's just the NBA is, is rife with it, the NFL is rife with it, and now the NHL is rife with it. And I hate it. I hate the argument that if you're not a champion, you're garbage. Yeah, I just... I don't. I just look back at these last seven years. Like there were well, opportunities yeah. to prevent this. No, know? no, one hundred percent. This is this this most of this lies at the Stan Bowman regime's feet. Yeah, like I done it too. And I and ultimately, like the Blackhawks have told Kyle Davidson he can do this, right? Like this as a GM, this is probably how you build up the most. Uh, he's gonna have the most longevity because you know, like it's like it's like wait, wait, wait. You know, and see got, what happens. He's, he's got, he he clearly has. He knows he has a long leash. Yeah. And I don't, and none of us know. Like I, I'm, I love Mike Donahue just saying, like, we, you know, we no, don't. None, 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 that guy's great. He's like, we're going to have some misses on here. Hopefully we have more hits. I like, like that guy a lot, man. He's just got this big Boston accent. He's like, eh, I don't know what's going on. We're going out to pick up some guys. Like, I appreciate but that even, like, even, like, like this, the Rinzel pick, like, he's like, 
I, he's like, I get that, you know, like we, we thought someone's going to pick him, but it's like, you go out and get your guy. Like yeah. you believe in it. No, like, I respect that. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I, I, and we can argue about it, yeah, about where people are picked and all this stuff, and and we won't know for a few years, and and, and yeah, I think the Blackhawks, yeah, they should get criticized the pieces if if this doesn't work, and 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 if they don't land one of those top two players next year, I think they should get killed because that's that's the only way I see this succeeding is that you get that generational player because uh, as you know, they just, they don't come around that often. Like they're called that for a reason, and you have two of them. Like neither of the guys this year, you know, any of the guys at the top of the draft are considered to be that player. Um, so yeah, like if that's if that's the route, then you need the needs to happen, and you better make sure it happens. You know, like if something starts going right this year, you probably want to figure out a way not to make it go. You know, like it's well, well, as always, you're the voice of reason, and I'm an emotional uh, nonsense spewing machine. Well, I don't uh, know. I, I, I don't know if that's a, like I, I agree with what you're saying. I just I guess I, I I'm coming at it just that I understand why they're doing it. But I like I like having been a Cubs fan like. I, I'm, I'm thankful the Cubs because I never thought I'd see a World Series. I, you wouldn't trade that 2016 for anything. Yeah, like that. Like, like my dad never. Small you know, price my, to dad, pay my dad's for lifetime, it. he didn't see it. But no, it's like even now, like the Cubs, like there's no reason to trade. But uh, you know, Baez and, and Rizzo and 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 uh, Bryant, like it's it doesn't. Now they're going to probably trade Contreras. Like it's 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 sitting trade into the Mets. James McCann is hurt and he sucks. Yeah. So please give me Wilson. But so I, I get it from a fan perspective. Like with the Blackhawks having not, you know, just not grown up with hockey and been a Blackhawks fan. Like I've always been able to, yeah, just yeah. But as a black, yeah, having gone through it, like it, it fucking sucks. Like it's I, I don't I, I I don't think people should go to the United Center and support it this year. Um, you know how does that change what like like if if the the business side sees so much of a a pullback, like do they like. Like that, that'd be the toughest part because I think there's a plan now. How that, committed are they? Yeah, like that's if there's where the a challenge. real blowback, will they waffle on that? Right, like that's a, like like we said. If you're gonna do this, you got to do it, right? Yeah, right. Like you got to be full in. You on can't it. go and get Seth Jones next year. No, no. So we're we're ostensibly we're here in the Podmobile outside the Fifth Third Arena, ostensibly because it's prospect camp. Uh, you watch about a half hour of Kevin Korczynski, bust or not? <laughs> he can skate. Like he's he's uh, he's got size. Um, he's different than. Yeah, different than Mitchell and Bodad and Jokiar because he's yeah. tall and um. But yeah, I don't. Know. I, I used to. I was telling. I used to be really into these development camps, and I. I think they're interesting. It's just that, and ultimately, like these are guys that hopefully you know. I, I guess as this year goes on, I'll probably hopefully make, make more prospect trips in the past years and see these guys play and get to know them. But it's it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to know at this point. But yeah, he's he's tall. He skates. He's, he's tall. He skates. That's good. That's a good. Yeah, start. I think that's what they liked him. So. <laughs> All right, well, uh, free agency is Wednesday. Um, if anything interesting happens, I'm sure we'll do another podcast, mm-hmm. maybe later this week even, uh, before we, thank God, disappear maybe for the summer a little yeah, bit. I mean, we'll have a, we'll drop a story here and there, but uh, your boys have not had a lot much time off. If you remember, we didn't exactly have an off-season last year, so um, uh, you probably won't hear a whole lot from us in August. Yeah. And Christ, are we looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, till next time, I'm Mark Lazarus, that's Scott Powers, and this is Lazarus Powers. I can help even just a little bit